Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Hey, my beautiful primates, what's going on? Uncle Silverback here with you. Today is Friday. It's the 12th of August, 2016. On the show today, I will be reviewing a movie called The Day, and this was from 2011. It was a movie that I had never really heard of before. It was filmed up in Canada, and I had actually was watching some trailers on YouTube, kind of seeing what was coming up. And I came across this one and it kind of piqued my interest a little bit. So before we go on any further, let's go ahead and get our contact info out of the way. If you'd like to contact me, got a few different ways you can do that. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-APE1, 206-745-2731. If you would like to send an email, I'll read it out for you on the show. Or if you would rather record your own audio and send that to me, the email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Over on the website, which is thearmedape.com, I have buttons for Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. There's also a donation button for PayPal, and you can check that stuff out over there if you'd like. If you feel inclined to donate, I would appreciate it but don't feel obligated to do so. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in with the movie review of the day. I guess from a genre category, you would put it in a post-apocalyptic movie that turns into a siege movie. Now, this is going to be one of those reviews where, as you guys know, Uh, Or I guess what I should say is if you're new to the show or if you're kind of hearing this for the first time, the way that I like to do movie reviews is I will talk about the movie up to a certain point and I won't have any spoilers. Or if I do have spoilers, it's it's something that is very minor or something that you get in the first couple minutes uh, or so of the movie. When I get to a certain point where I think, okay, things are starting to change or there's some some major event that happens. I'll go ahead and stop, play the outro music, and then I'll come back. And then that's where we'll be in spoiler territory. And we'll go through the rest of the movie. We'll talk about different themes or different things that maybe we uh, we saw earlier that, w- that would be in spoiler territory. And we'll also talk about the ending of the movie. So in this one, the reason I'm going all over this stuff is, in this one, kind of I guess the first act is about maybe 15 minutes or so. So the first part of the show is actually going to be relatively short. And we'll and because of that I'll talk about maybe some of the color palette and some of the other things as well. So let's go ahead and jump in with that. Like I said, it, it is a post-apocalyptic siege type movie. 
it opens up. We have five main characters. There's two women and three men. They are kind of headed for a specific place as they take a break. We find out that one of the characters, whose name is Henson, is very ill. Because we know this is a world where things are pretty tough and there's not a lot of medicine and things like that, if you have the flu or if you have pneumonia or something like that, it can be a very uh, a very serious illness for you that could that could lead to your death. So as these guys are going, and throughout the course of the movie, we kind of find out their all their names, but I will go ahead and, and let you guys know that their names now. So the two women are named Mary and Shannon, and the three men are Adam, Henson, and he's the guy who's sick, and then Nick. And then Nick is kind of the, the leader uh, when the movie opens up. So they end up coming across a abandoned farmhouse, and throughout kind of the, the, the first act, we, we learn that these guys sort of have a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a protocol of where they're going to stay, how long they're going to stay in a certain place. In this world, there are people that are cannibals. Food is very, very uh, uh, scarce. And they, all the characters, of course, are aware that there are other people out there. So anyway, they go into this farmhouse. The weather, it's cold and kind of rainy. Like I said before, Henson is sick. And Nick, the leader, basically decides, look, we need to kind of hang out here maybe for a day or two, get rested up. But the main thing is to give Henson a chance to kind of recuperate. Uh, They don't want to be out in the rain. They don't want to be outside if they don't have to be. Of course, Adam and, and some of the others are kind of like, well, we don't really want to stay necessarily in a, in a house that we're not real sure of any longer than we have to because we can be trapped in here. So as uh, they're, they're in the house for a couple of hours, and then Nick says, we're going to go ahead and search here in the house. Ladies, why don't you guys go out on trap patrol and see if you can't you know, scare up some food. Uh, they take, uh, earlier they had taken inventory of how many bullets they have left how much food they have left, and they are kind of getting to the bottom of the barrel. They've got about maybe 41 rounds, I think is what they actually say in the movie, left. And that is between, they've got a couple handguns, they've got a couple rifles, and they've got a shotgun. Uh, they've also uh, got a machete and knives and, and, and things of that nature. So the guys are going down into the basement. Nick and Adam are. Henson is upstairs resting. The ladies go out and are just looking for tracks, looking to see if they can find anything. Mary, well, one of the ladies, kind of goes off and goes down by a stream. Prior to that, we find out that through a conversation that she and Shannon have, that Mary is sort of new to their group. She is very kind of stoic and sort of keeps to herself. And this is causing a little bit of tension in the group because what Shannon is saying to her is, look, we're a family. If you're not going to be a part of that, and if you're not going to open up and at least have conversations with us, you need to hit the road because it's, it's just not going to work out. We cut back to the guys are down in the basement. They find a whole cache of canned food, and they're very excited about it. And they're like, all right, let's go ahead and bring everything up to the up top side. They call Henson down to come and help carry some stuff up. 
Meanwhile, we cut back to Mary. She's taking a bath in a stream, kind of like a little splash bath or what we used to call when I was a kid, like a bird bath. And she sees this guy come up. He kind of charges her. She runs off, gets to her shotgun, kills him. At the same time, when the guys are starting to take the stuff upstairs, or they're getting ready to, they're moving the boxes around, it sets off uh, a trap. A big metal gate kind of comes down. A solid metal door comes down to the entrance of the basement. An alarm starts going off. The women hear the alarm. They come back. They get back to the house. The guys are saying, you know, help us. Can you try and get the door open? Shannon is saying, well, we've got to get him out. And Mary is saying, look, we've got to leave because this is basically a trap, like how we were going to go out and try and set traps for animals. Basically, we're the animals that are in this trap. Somebody is going to come, you know, try and get the food, basically us that's here. And she's saying, we've got to get out of the house and then we can come back later. And, you know, Shannon's like, no, we need to stay. We've got to get him out. Eventually they, they leave. Probably at this point, is where I need to stop because some things start to happen where it's going to get into a little bit of spoiler territory. Now I've skipped over a few things here and there and kind of sped some stuff up, but at this point we're about probably 20 to 25 minutes into the movie. And so, like I said, this is where I'm going to stop. If you guys want to watch this movie, it's probably available on YouTube. It may be available through Amazon and some other things. I actually got the disc through Netflix. So it's it's probably out there if you guys want to want to do something like that if you've got Apple TV things like that. I don't know if it's on Hulu. I should probably check and see, but anyway, I don't think it is. One of the things that was interesting about this movie is sort of the color palette. It's very very washed out. It's almost black and white. Now there are the, there are things where you can tell there are color there, but it's very very faded. So that adds to again kind of the, the bleak nature of it. There are also kind of some funny things as a sort of a gun guy when they are going into the house and and they're doing stuff, how they enter in and what they're doing. They're making kind of odd decisions. And one of the things that I found funny is when they go up to the farmhouse, this is one of the things that I left out. When they initially go up to the farmhouse, Nick goes in by himself and then later Mary comes in. I don't know where... Adam and Henson are, I guess they're outside doing something, but then they also show a shot of Mary just kind of walking around. So again, probably not the best tactics uh, to do that. Also, one of the things is funny, and they do it a few times in this movie where Mary has her shotgun. And so she's walking around the house. She's got the shotgun out. She's looking around, she's doing this. And then when they're getting ready to go by the, down into the basement, she, you know, racks racks in around into the into the chamber so basically what that meant is the whole time she was in there she was going around with an unloaded gun so if somebody jumped out and she had a split second to shoot him you know she's not going to be able to do that so anyway there were there were some certain little nitpicky things about that and uh, i thought it was kind of funny how they uh, did stuff but probably the guys that are uh, are making the movie or the writers and stuff probably aren't really gun guys or or they thought well it's really not that important to them but it it stuck out a lot to me so anyway I think I'm gonna kind of draw it to a close so if you don't want any spoilers after the music ends 
I know I didn't give you a whole lot. I would say it is worth a watch. It's definitely sort of a lower budget movie. You can tell that they had to film things kind of fast, but it is put together well. There are a couple of little things, which I'll talk about when I come back in the spoiler section, where I thought the 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 writing or how they why they did certain things. It, 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 there was only a couple of it, but it didn't really make sense why a certain character reacted a certain way to another character's action. Uh, I will go ahead and play the outro music. I would say definitely give this movie a shot. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it if you if you like any kind of the post-apocalyptic stuff, uh, or if you like the thing where you know it's, it's sort of you know uh, movies about isolation. So similar to oh the movie that we did a couple of shows back, which was Standoff, where you had basically the man and the girl that were trapped in the house against the other guy who was coming in against the assassin. All right, that will do it. If you don't want any spoilers, you need to go ahead and stop listening here. When I play the end, when I play the outro music, that'll be it for you. However, if you want to hear a little bit more, or want to stick a little bit more with me, when you hear the music, I'll come back and we will go ahead and talk about the rest of the movie. So I will talk to you guys next time. All right, we are back. One of the things that happens when, and, and again, this is if you're listening here, if you didn't bail, and if, if you don't want any spoilers, you need to go ahead and turn it off now. But if you're cool with spoilers, go ahead and stick with me. Anyway, so the guy who, Nick, is played by Dominic Monaghan, and you would know him from Lord of the Rings. He was also on Lost. He's done some other stuff. And because he was sort of a bigger star, one of the bigger stars here in this production, I kind of thought he was going to live a little bit longer. So again, this is one of the big spoilers. When they set off the trap, when they're moving the what they think is a box of food, which actually is just cans that they had packed with rocks and then kind of put the lids back on, the, the cannibals that we did that for the trap, when they start moving the boxes, there is a like a spring-loaded thing, and it, whoom, it comes up and it goes right through Dominic uh, or Nick's uh, back and comes out his front. So he's basically killed. And again, this is in the first probably 20, 25 minutes of the movie. At that point, what happens is you have some, I guess, maybe advanced scouts or people who, if they hear the alarm, there's a group of maybe four or five of them that come to the house and they're kind of going to see what's in their trap. So what happens is Shannon and Mary have left and they're going to wait until uh, and see who shows up and they're going to come back in and maybe see what they can do. So there's about five guys or so that have come in three of them in the house. There's a couple of them that are, are staying outside the house, kind of being lookouts. Shannon kills one of them and Mary kills one of them. And then they go into the house and they kind of fight it out with uh, the remaining uh, three people. And it's at this point that we find that there are several different clans of cannibals. And they will brand themselves or mark themselves. And each clan sort of has territories. And then if, if uh, let's say, clan A and clan B have an agreement... 
if they find a member from, you know, from one of the opposite clans, they sort of have agreed not to kill him and eat him, but they'll let him go their own way as long as they're sort of staying in their own territory and all this other type of stuff. So what we find out is that Mary is actually a former part of a cannibal clan. And there's a part where her dress gets kind of pulled up and you see that she's got a brand on her, on her leg. Uh, the main, one of the main cannibal guys who's a scout there, he actually has kind of gotten the best of her and then he sees her brand and he doesn't kill her and then he takes off. She's able to retrieve a rifle and actually shoots him. So they've killed all the scouts of this one clan and I guess we could just call it clan A or whatever. It's, it's really the only other clan that we meet. Uh, technically, I guess we could say that Mary is from a previous clan, but we never meet any of those people. And we find out later why we don't. What happens is, we, and what one of the things I kind of like about this movie is they don't fill in every single detail for you. So basically what we're led to believe is that probably because they're, that main group of five didn't come back, we're, we see kind of this great, uh, a much larger cannibal clan. And they are going to go out and try and figure out what's happened. They basically go out about probably 20 or 30 strong. I don't know if this is the whole clan. I don't, uh, we're not really told that, but you have a main leader. He's got a little boy and a little girl and they all go, are going to go out to the house and find out what's going on. So they get out up to the house. The leader is, saying, okay, well, we need to figure out what's going on. They uh, are our survivors when Mary and, and Shannon and Nick and Henson and uh, Adam are getting ready, although Nick is dead now. When they're getting ready, they know that people are going to come. And they've had a discussion saying, look, if we're out in the open, there's no way we're going to be able to defend ourselves. They're going to just pick us off. But if we're here, we're going to have fortifications. So... When the big cannibal clan gets there, the leader is saying, all right, I want, you know, three or four of you are going to go up and we're going to check this stuff out. We, we know that they have guns because when they showed up, when Mary and those guys had killed the scout party, they stuck their heads on pikes and she had shot one dude in the head. And so the, the main leader from the cannibal clan is can, by seeing the head, he sees that there's a gunshot wound. So he says, well, we know they have at least one gun. So we got to kind of be careful. And it's at this point that it sort of becomes a siege movie. We see a little bit of foreshadowing where the dad gives his son, who's you know probably 10 or so, a little stone knife. And he's saying, you watch and you listen. And you know eventually you're going to be strong and you're going to be the leader of our clan type thing. And then he says sort of the same thing to his daughter. He's like, you know, oh, your brother's going to be really strong, but you know, you're super strong right now. So what basically a, a, kind of as a siege movie goes, about three or four of them go up to kind of see what's going on. They, when they go up to, to the windows and everything, they kind of get stabbed. And then he sends in a second wave and sort of the same thing happens. Although the, the, the uh, I guess I'll call them our, 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 there we go, our survivors are starting to use the, their guns and their bullets. And they'd had it to talk before about how, oh, well, we need to conserve stuff, this, that, and the other thing. But now they're kind of in a, 
It's a do or die situation, literally. And they kind of think that they're going to die. And they're, they're, all, they're basically going to say, what we'll do is we'll sort of sell our lives dearly. Also, what has happened is that they have kind of confronted Mary. So Adam and Henson and Shannon have confronted her about her being part of this cannibal thing. And she basically convinces them, look, you know, allow me to at least don't you know, either either kill me now or let me loose and and uh let me help with these guys that are coming because they're going to kill me too you know so the uh the second like i said the second wave of, of things goes up there and they kind of get wiped out and then the leader guy is like look you i want you guys to go up be be subtle and and find out what's going in and earlier he had sent his son sort of to be off on the sidelines and just watch everything but his son hears him and of course he goes up, he sneaks up to the window and it turns out that he's looking in there. And then for whatever reason, he is by the window where Shannon is and he, he jabs in that little stone knife and he cuts her a little bit. She just kind of whirls, sees him out there and just shoots him. And then she kind of realizes that she's killed a little boy. And at the same time, of course, the leader has seen that his kid has gone up there and saw his kid get shot in the face. And so he's all freaked out. So, you know, he's all mad about everything. And this is, I don't know, maybe a little bit of kind of poor writing or poor storytelling or something like that. Because Adam says to Shannon, you know, after after they hear the leader guy scream, no, he says, what did you do? But I, in that situation, they had people coming in trying to get in and they were basically shooting or stabbing anybody that came close to him. And so I thought her reaction was just a, a, just that it was just a reaction. She just kind of turned around and shot the guy and then shot the boy. And then of course realized, oh, I, I did that. They also start to hear some, at this point, they start to hear some noises upstairs. Shannon goes up there. She kills a couple of guys and then Mary helps her kill another one. They sort of endure more attacks and it's funny Shannon's role you know she fights she doesn't cower or anything but she's not that strong and she's not that good of a fighter especially if you compare her to Mary and some of the others uh, but she is kind of almost like the jeopardy queen or sort of the damsel in distress it's like everybody is constantly having to rescue her or help her out we also see that Henson's illness is just getting worse and worse. And in fact, they've kind of said, you know, he's pretty much, you know, he's not going to make it. He is, is dying from his illness. In one of the attacks, Shannon gets kind of attacked from behind. Henson kills a guy, but then these two other guys sort of start to drag her outside and off. He goes outside and rescues her. She goes back into the house. And he realizes, you know, he's he's pretty much dead. So he's going to maybe try and sacrifice himself and also try and kill as many of these guys as he can. So he's got his revolver with him. He's got about four or five shots left. And he kills four or five guys. They end up, uh, at that point, he's so weak, he kind of falls to his knees. He gets smashed in the head with a hammer. And that is pretty much the end of poor old Hendrix or Henson, excuse me. Now, all this stuff is taking place kind of in the course of maybe 
you know, at, at most, maybe we're seeing like 24 hours, maybe a little bit longer if, if we're looking at the timeline of the movie. So they have, they were in the house kind of in midday. They were there through the night. The alarms and stuff went off. The people came and then it, you know, it came into evening time when the clan came up and we're going to try and see what was going on. We've had the waves going through. So now it's, it's turning into morning and we're back in the house. There's Adam and Shannon and Mary. Shannon is saying, like, well, they eat their own, don't they? We've killed so many of them. Why don't they just take their own and, and leave and leave us alone? Is it the price too high? And then Mary says, well, they're still human, even though they're cannibals, and they want revenge. And then she says, oh, what? So you're saying it's my fault about the boy? And again, they kind of, you know, I, I don't know. It does make sense of, of why if the clan has has uh, had such heavy losses, why they would be uh, so bent on revenge, especially the leader since it was his son that was killed. Uh, so anyway, like I said, it's morning. All of a sudden, they start throwing some Molotov cocktails in through the house. And it was one of those things where I'd kind of thought at first, well, yeah, why didn't they just do that? And in fact, even one of the, Mary says, well, it's about time that they did this. And one of them asked, like, well, why didn't they do this earlier? And then Mary says, well, and again, remember, she's been part of a cannibal clan that has done sort of the same type of stuff. She's saying, well, they don't want to destroy this this trap. They've put a lot of work and effort into it, and it's something that works for them. So basically, they don't want to burn down their trap. Also, we find out that the reason that why Mary had left her clan, basically, is was that Mary had a little sister. The sister got injured and they ended up killing the little sister and eating her. And that kind of flipped the switch for Mary. And then she ended up killing her small clan and then left. And then eventually we never find out like how she met up with the other four people. Uh, but that's kind of a little bit of that backstory. So what happens is as the house is on fire, the the cannibal leader is coming up. Now they have, they have had a lot of losses inflicted on them. And there's probably only about seven or eight of them left of the clan that was originally at least maybe 20 to 25 people. So they come up to the front of the house. Again, there's about seven or so of them. Maybe Mary goes out front to stall them right before she goes out. She tells uh, Adam and Shannon, you guys go out the back. I will I'll buy some time. We also see that we've also seen periodically throughout the movie that everybody is living with a lot of stress. Everybody, especially now that a couple of other members of their party has died. And then there was some dialogue earlier where they talked about there used to be 12 of us. Now we're down to, you know, just the five of us. So everybody has kind of had throughout the movie some sort of different breaking points. You see that there's a lot of stress on them. Uh, Adam, what we find out through a flashback is that he had a wife and a daughter and they were dragged off by cannibals. Uh, so he kind of you know has a lot of suffering through that. So anyway, Adam and Shannon take off and they are, are shooting out. They're running out the back. Mary has gone out to stall them. She and the cannibal man leader are kind of having a, a little kind of back and forth. And he's saying, well, you got enough bullets in there to shoot all of us? You know, do you even have any at all? 
And what are you going to do? You know, you go ahead and shoot me right now because we're you're you're going to be the pig on the stick. You know, once we, whether you kill me or not, they're going to tear you apart. And then she goes to fire her shotgun. She racks, and it's another thing again where she had it pointed at him, and then she purposely racks it and then pulls the trigger. Uh, so the reality is she would have had a round in the chamber. But anyway, so she goes to do this. It clicks. She racks it again real fast. It clicks again, and then she's like, "Oh, those fuckers." And then we cut back to Shannon and uh, Adam. And she's like, we got to keep going. He's like, I can't leave her. I need to go back to try and help her. And she's like, no, it's too late. She's dead. And then she takes out of her pocket. She's got like three shotgun shells. And then she takes out three more shotgun shells. Now, earlier, there was a scene where Mary had given Shannon her shotgun and said, like, go watch this. And then at that point, I guess is when... Mary or uh, when Shannon took the shotgun shells out of Mary's gun. Now it wasn't that she knew that Mary was going to volunteer and go out front, but basically she, what they wanted to do is once, if they did get away from the cannibal guys, they didn't want her to have a loaded weapon because they were going to probably kill her at that point, basically for her crimes of being in a cannibal clan and another cannibal clan. Adam is like, oh man, I got to go back. You know, I think I've got to help her. I can't just leave her. And he's, and she's like, we can't. And he tells Shannon, look, just run, run to the trees and hide out there. So Shannon takes off. We cut back to Mary and the cannibal leader. And she drops her shotgun real quick, quips out her knife and a hatchet. And then they start to go at it. Another guy runs up. She whacks him and kills him. And then she goes to fight with the cannibal man, the leader, and he just, you know, kind of smacks her around. Um, there's a reason why he's been a leader for or has survived for the 10 years since whatever event happened. And that's another thing. We're never told what event happens. We're never told what kind of causes the downfall. We are told it's been going on for about 10 years. So anyway, he kind of basically beats the crap out of her. He's getting ready to kill her. That's when Adam comes up from around the back of the house. He shoots the leader, kills him. There's a guy that's standing close to him. He's on his rifle. He has a bayonet. He runs that cannibal guy through, kills him. Basically, this, with him shooting the leader and then him starting to fight the other guys, it gives Mary a break, so she kind of gets up. They basically fight and kill those guys. During the fight, Adam is actually wounded pretty bad in the side. He gets stabbed pretty bad. We cut back to Shannon. She's kind of gone through the woods. At this point, the little daughter has taken, when her brother was brought back, the Campbell man's daughter, when her brother was brought back, she took the little stone knife from him, basically symbolizing that she's kind of going to be the, the next leader or something like that. She basically goes off and runs after her, after Shannon. And this part is where it gets a little hokey. I would have liked to see them maybe do something a little different. Um, but what they had her do was kind of, it was almost like she, the little girl turned into sort of a super ninja to where she was like running and you'd hear these footsteps. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, she'd like stab Shannon in the leg and then she'd run off and do it again. And then eventually she runs up and just slits her throat. What I would have liked to have seen is that Shannon is, is out there kind of waiting in the woods. And then all of a sudden this little girl is just right behind her and just zap. But they didn't do it that way. But again, I thought that was kind of a little hokey. 
So after Shannon is killed, we cut back to Adam and Mary, and they are sitting outside of the house, uh, or up away from the house. They're kind of actually sitting on a water pump, and they're talking about stuff. And he's, she's saying, like, why did you come back? And he's, he's saying, well, I wasn't able to protect my family before, and I thought maybe I could help you. Maybe it would give you a chance to actually redeem yourself. So I, I came back, you know, a little bit for you, but also some for me. And he tells her, you know, try and live a good life. Try and make up for some of the stuff that you've done. He dies. Mary gets up. She starts to go away. She sees over as she's as she's walking, starting to walk away. She sees that the little girl has come back and is by her father's body. She looks at her kind of like, well, am I going to whack this kid or let this kid live? She decides, well, I'll let this person live. And she starts walking off. She starts walking off down the road. There must have been a few minutes in the, in, the, in the movie. There would have been a few minutes that have gone by because what she does is she goes and gets her shotgun. She goes out to where maybe where those shells were. Who knows if if Adam told her, oh, the shells are out behind the house. You know, you can go look for them. They're out by a, you know, by a well or whatever, you know. And so she gets her shotgun, she she gets that stuff, she gets all kind of kitted up, and then she's walking down the road. And then all of a sudden you hear those little running footsteps again, thump, 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 thump. And she looks and she sees that the girl has kind of come up, and then the girl sort of stops, looks at her, and she looks, Mary looks back at the little girl. And it's kind of like this nonverbal exchange happens where it's almost like the little girl is saying, well, look, you've killed everybody. All your people are dead. All my people are dead. I don't have anybody. Can I at least kind of come with you? And of course, no words are said. And so Mary just kind of looks at her and then she's very, I, I, I can't remember if she nods her head or not. If she does, it's, it's almost imperceptible. Anyway, she starts walking down the road. The little girl is kind of walking maybe a pace or two behind her. And then all of a sudden you see the cuts to the little girl's hand. She starts bringing up that little stone knife like she's getting ready to kill her, which based on how her clan was and everything, that's what she would do. She would definitely wouldn't let it just pass. Uh, But of course, Mary kind of has been keeping an eye on her a little bit. When she sees her start to make her move, she whips around, yanks out her machete and chops the little girl's head off. Uh, at that point, she then takes her, like the little girl's headband off and ties it around a wound that she had gotten on her leg. Uh, the wound was actually given to her by Adam. And this is on Mary. Adam had had, when they were questioning her about her involvement in a cannibal, in a cannibal clan, they had that, Mary said she had like a little brand on her leg. He actually cut that off of her. So she had a kind of a wound on her leg. She uses that little headband from the girl, ties up her wound you know, basically symbolizing that that part of her life is over. Uh, And then she kind of walks down the road and kind of fades off. And so that is the end of the movie. Like I had said earlier, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It is a low budget thing. A lot of the movies that I review on here are a little bit kind of low budget. I do have a soft spot for them. Uh, But I would say if you can find it, go ahead and check it out. Again, it's called The Day. It's not too terribly long. It moves actually at a relatively good pace. There's only a few little things kind of where they stumble, but all in all, it's a, it's also a sort of a first film from the filmmakers on their own. They had experience in the film industry before, but this was sort of like their first uh, 
writing and directing type things. So I thought it was a very good first effort, and I'd like to see some more from these guys. All right, my beautiful primates, I will bring the show to a close, and I will talk to you guys next time.